0: HD Smartcast
1: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast
2: I was speaking with Vinayak earlier, uh, Mr. Forbes, who was happy to hear about the DFI being set up for one, and of course the Capex uh, guidance that the government gave out mm-hmm. at five point five four lakh crores. Did you like what you heard on infrastructure, or do you feel over there as well? What was missing was details on uh, implementation. Well, I mean, I suppose
3: you know the bu- budget is limited by 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 how much detail can be put in on 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 implementation. It's good to hear about the new the new infrastructure institution being set up. Uh, that sounds like a, a, a good move. Um, I think the pipeline actually is now quite significant for infrastructure. A lot of that pipeline actually will be, will be actually implemented by state governments. Um, and I think if we see the actual funding of state governments by the union government happening in a much more generous way, as was promised by state, that will be very healthy, because I think that's what will actually provide a real fillip to actual infrastructure spending.
2: Wonderful to have you stop by and speak with me. Thank you so much for your time today, Mr. Forbes. Uh, market holding steady today. The banks are indeed on fire. Rash Shah of Edelweiss joins in. Rashesh, the market looks happy. Are you?
3: I think uh, I think uh, after today's uh, you know budget, it came in very difficult times. Uh, if you look around, most people are happy. There are obviously some niggling, uh, you know, details and all that people will will query and uh, feel unhappy about. But overall, I think there are a lot of things in the in the budget uh, that are there to feel happy about. I mean, we are, I'm sure you've spoken about a lot of this on privatization, disinvestment, on FDI increase, on uh, the 35,000 crores for the vaccine, which also I think is a very good start. The, the vehicle scrappage policy. A lot of this are, are going to improve structural demand in the economy and also help us put COVID behind us and get to, uh, we do believe that India is on a five, six year growth path now and that the the, the medium long term growth is only going to be restored with this particular budget.
1: Two of
2: those topics, uh, Rashish, FTI yes. insurance, uh, that's a big one, is it not? Uh, does that really open up potential for that sector, you think?
3: Yes, as you know, we need uh, capital, we need a lot of capital from abroad, we need a lot of uh, investments from abroad. So I think this FDI insurance is good because this allows the insurance sector to grow faster. Insurance sector is very capital intensive and this kind of long-term equity capital in India is only so much. And if we have already allowed 74 in banking, so I think insurance was waiting to be asked that. But with this extra capital that the insurance companies will get, I think insurance companies will play a big intermediation role in in really channelizing household savings into long-term investments. And I think that we have to use the market mechanism, the insurance companies. I do believe that we have overused the banking sector, and even and you know, setting up a bad bank and all can only go so far because a lot of this require market-related answers through the bond market, through AIFs, and through others because they don't. But they don't burden the banking sector. The banking sector is very burdened because they take deposits, but those deposits are on call overnight. And that puts a lot of burden on the banking sector to take risk for long-term investments in the economy.
2: Mm. What ramifications does this have for the LIC IPO, though, Generally, in terms of how LIC is run, uh, you know, it is sort of the last man standing when the government needs it. Will that have to change?
3: Ah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think this impacts the LIC IPO much. I think, as I said, this will increase investment in the in the insurance sector because, you know, most insurance companies are currently, uh, you know, strategic partnership. They're JVs and most of the uh, foreign partners already own 49%. So there is no real foreign capital that can come in. But when you increase foreign holding to 74, a lot of the portfolio investors, a lot of the FIIs can also come into into insurance companies. And I think even for LIC, though LIC, I think even 10% of LIC is a very big number. So whether LIC was at 49 or at 74 will be an academic conversation. But I think uh, it does reignite a lot of A, interest and investment opportunity in the insurance sector. And B, allows the insurance sector to play as big a role as the banking sector has done in capital formation and channelizing capital for long-term growth in India.
2: Mm. You have a deep, uh, deep understanding of the primary market, of course, uh, Rashesh On that disinvestment figure, though, I didn't hear any fresh names in terms of disinvestment or privatization. Did you hear anything that you think the market will be excited by? Uh, as someone was pointing out earlier, Air India has been, a, you know, a 22-year story now in terms of selling that one.
3: Yeah, you are absolutely right. I think the ones which have already been announced, the Air India the BPCL, LIC, all of them, they itself, I think, will allow the government to meet the disinvestment or the privatization target. Again, I think there are two parts. There is disinvestment and there is privatization. I think the disinvestment, uh, I I personally think on a long-term basis, this getting one and a half, two 2 lakh crores a year is a very small number. I think government needs to go towards four, 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 4 to 5 lakh crores a year and that can only happen through massive privatization. So, I think this announcing of a couple of banks will be privatized, LIC, uh, you know, disinvestment uh, at India, BPCL, all of that, I think this year numbers will get met. But I would have, I would have hoped for a long-term disinvestment privatization strategy. And I'll, I I, would like have liked the government to say, you know what, we will raise $300 billion over the next five or six years through disinvestment and privatization. Because government, at the end of the day, as what I call a capital allocation problem. They have allocated a lot of capital clients and in Air India and they need to reallocate it back to infrastructure and
1: healthcare and mm.
2: As we have seen in the past, which is the market will do what it will do today. Uh, what is your sort of medium term takeaway from what you heard today for the capital market and the fixed income market?
3: I think overall, the faith in the Indian growth story has been restored. And it's not only today, I think last three months. Because what happened around COVID time, especially between April to to August, there was truly a questioning of COVID's impact on India, India's growth story, whether it has been derailed forever, all of that. I think since October, the foreign investors, the investors are confident in India's growth story is coming back. And I think today's budget has only given a... Uh, has actually propelled that confidence further. So I think the, the part because India the, India appeals to investors only because of its growth. And I think on growth, I think we are now back on track. Uh, today's budget has also enabled that and that itself is going to bring a lot of interest in the market. Also, as we all know, global flows are good. US, uh, the US dollar is expected to go down. A lot of interest in emerging markets. But among, amongst emerging markets, I think India's growth prospects now look the best.
2: Okay, let me add two more voices to this conversation. Sunita Reddy of Apollo Hospitals and Ravi Menon, CEO of HSBC Global Asset Management, join in. Welcome to both of you. Ravi, you've been listening in as a sort of co-player in the financial field. Are you feeling as happy about what you heard in the budget today or some question
0: marks? No of intent. And I think the uh, perhaps the... Uh, uh, difference for all of us coming in uh, it was we came in with a great deal of empathy for the finance minister in terms of what's the kind of policy initiatives and alternatives that you would have considering it's such a difficult year uh, and i think within that uh, not just the statement itself uh, but the big difference in this year as opposed to the past is really laying out a route map uh, rasesh did mention that you would like the this investment number to be quantified But at least the statement of intent that there is a committee which is going to look and decide there are only going to be four in the strategic sector and the rest are going to be disinvested is clearly a very clear-cut statement of intent, which I think was missing in the past few years. Uh, The fact that you quantified this 1.75 lakhs is is a start. It is actually lesser than last year's disinvestment target. Uh, But we know that some of the names in a buoyant market like this, including LIC, of course, uh, the big ticket uh, disinvestment, can quite easily achieve this. But what has not been quantified besides the disinvestment is the overall monetization. And I think that's been a very critical part, which has not been focused on as much. Though we have seen during the last few months, we've spoken about in InVets coming in, in Power Grid, and a few other very asset-heavy uh, public sector enterprises. And we've also seen in today's budget some level of tax uh, changes and amendments coming into those capital market structures. So the more supply that you're coming in, we need to have more uh, instruments in place. And I think that's a big positive. Uh, the biggest change, of course, is a very uh, strong statement of intent in terms of the public sector banks uh, and the candid uh, assessment of two coming up for privatization. We have never heard this ever. I think all of us uh, have been in the market long enough, never ever heard this. It's always been a holy cow. Uh, so I would, I would definitely rate that as the biggest uh, change which has taken place along with one general insurance company. So I, I think your... it's, a, it's a, big, a big positive from that sense. The markets, perhaps I can see Anant has join and he can uh, uh, speak about it more in terms of uh, the additional borrowing and the twelve lakh cross and what that means. And the tenure is moved by what ten or fifteen basis points. I've seen the corporate bonds are moved by what twenty basis points just before I joined this call, which I think is largely okay. That it's that it's not. Uh, you know, uh, uh, disruptive to the markets in terms of uh, what that is, and finally, of course, the fact that no taxes have been changed and there is some certainty in the tax environment is clearly what's cheered uh, everyone uh, in in terms of a common factor right across the spectrum. So overall, mm-hmm. I think it's a big positive, and and the markets are reflecting that that sentiment.
2: There are some surcharges, though, just waiting for more, uh, you know, details on that. Uh, speaking of the bond market news also in that they, the government uh, has said they're working on bond index inclusion and they hope to do part of the borrowing through the bond index. Uh, Ravi, what did you make of, uh, you know, the asset reconstruction company that was talked about? Because that's that's a hot debate. There's, there's enough people against that argument as they are for.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously, uh, it's a very heated uh, discussion and there are points in, uh, of argument on both sides. But finally, we had to take a decision because the fact is that over the last few years, the financial services and the banks and the NBFCs have been impacted. And this halfway house of not doing anything while we were debating the options or two big options has now been addressed. Now, I think the whole, uh, the, 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 what needs to be seen is is how is this going to be executed? Uh, there are enough examples on a worldwide basis uh, where it has worked and it's worked very successfully. Uh, but I think the positive is that decision has been made. Uh, let's also also bring in uh, this point which was made on the development financial institution, going back to the days of ICICI and IDBI and a very ambitious target of 5 lakh crores. Just to put things in perspective, Axis Bank today is about 6 lakh crores. Uh, PFC and RSE put together is, I think, less than 5 lakh crores. So it is an ambitious target. Uh, but, it's, but as long as his intent is there to regrow and be very focused on that, uh, I think that will definitely come through. So I think it's a tick mark on both. And clearly in the former, since there is a, a group which is a very strong view, I think execution of that will be the most critical factor.
2: Sunita, Radio for Apollo Hospitals is waiting by as well. Sunita, she was very clear about the fact that, uh, you know, health was her main thrust. It was literally the first item on her budget speech. Uh, what did you make of the big increase?
1: So, I, you know, I'm uh, really happy that for the first time that they're looking at the health sector as, as crucial to the growth of the economy because she started with the health. Uh, The allocation of 2,36,837 crores, of course, a sizable allocation, 136% over the last year. But the fact that this is going to be something that will be used for a period of time, something that we need to wait and watch. But what makes me happy is that the fact that the government is really, for the first time, really investing and creating healthcare infrastructure in both the urban and rural areas. And they are really preparing for what could be another pandemic, uh, whether it is, you know, whether it's just uh, virus-like things that happen, airborne diseases. But they're preparing for it through the creation of new labs, uh, the creation of, uh, you know, critical care centers all over the country. So I think it's going to put India on a strong footing when it comes to looking after the health of their citizens. And without that, of course, you know, nothing that they do for the economy will have much meaning. So very important for the healthcare uh, sector. What I feel that they could have done more is that, you know while they have done this infrastructure development fund, I hope that some of this can be used to create healthcare infrastructure. So the allocation of 20,000 crores is a good start. The fact that the loan book can go to 6 lakh crores over a period of time is something that healthcare should have an access to. I think the third perspective is that in everything that we've seen, You know, uh, last year's budget was more about reducing corporate tax, putting more money in the hands of the consumer, increasing consumer spending. But I think, you know, the focus on creating jobs has somehow come through with the spending on infrastructure. And I hope that happens. Um, I believe this budget is something that, you know, India was really going through. The health of the economy was almost in an ICU and now they've shown it rehabilitation, so it's it's rehabilitating the economy, which is a wonderful thing to see. And I think it's more of a instead of a yearly budget, I think it's it's progress for the next uh, thirty six months. And we're seeing that in the fiscal deficit being lowered from nine point six percent in the current year to six point eight, and with growth moving to eleven point five percent, as mentioned by the IMF. So definitely something to to cheer about to appreciate.
2: Mm. Uh, on the amount allocated for the vaccine, uh, di- did you did you find that a generous uh, sort of allocation at 35,000 crores plus?
1: On the government's part, I think it's a very generous allocation. I believe that uh, the responsibility for vaccination should not lie only with the government, that uh, at some time, corporates, private sectors, people who have the ability to pay, should actually pay for vaccines.
2: Um, Anant, I think, is still with us. Anant, I imagine you've had a chance to sort of scour through the budget documents quickly. Any other quick and uh, you know new takeaways you'd like to share with us?
4: I'm going to be a broken record, Mitali. Um, <laughs> but, but genuinely, I think uh, uh, two points which I think are, are very, very good and one area which uh, a, a note of caution. So the first point, look, uh, I was going to judge this uh, budget on the basis of its credibility. And I think this budget has done an excellent job of making a clean breast of things. You know, I used to write reams and reams of paper about all the accounting fudges that the last three, four budgets have gone through. I'm going to be unemployed now and I'm so happy about it. Um, It's an, it's an, what you see is what you get. And frankly, if the bond markets are reacting to the truth, it's being foolish. This is always the case. This is nothing new in this. They've just used the COVID-19 to come and uh, make a clean brush of things. Now, why am I so excited about this? Not because of moral reasons. I just think the credibility of the commitments made for going forward just increases dramatically. It's going to be all out in the open for people to see the shift to capital expenditure, the reduction in revenue expenditures, I think will now be tracked. And hopefully, therefore, and plus, of course, releasing of payments to the private sector, which used to be a big you know, way of uh, fudging the numbers. Hopefully that will get taken care of as well. The second part, I completely agree with Sunita on what she mentioned about uh, the need to create jobs and output. You know, uh, there's a lot of people clamoring for demand and and demand stimulus. I think demand will come through. There is a K-shaped recovery. There are people who are going to spend and and it's already visible in the GST numbers, etc. Government spending is also holding up the last two, three months and it's going to uh, continue. The the problem we had in the past was not demand, not consumption, not not government spending. It was jobs and output. And with inadequate output, you can run the risk of inflation and run the risk of uh, you know external imbalances and financial instability. So to that extent, I think this focus of the budget on capex, on infrastructure, on healthcare, education, uh, sanitation, water, etc. I think it's excellent. You can't ask for more. It's also like Ravi was mentioning. It's also Put some focus on trying to revive the financial services ecosystem, which I think makes a lot of sense for getting into a position where we can get jobs and output. Now, the note of caution, um, Mitali, um, yeah. this is not over. It's a long, long marathon we have to run. Uh, our potential is immense. But um, uh, just making announcements in the budget does not help. Execution is going to be critical on multiple, multiple fronts. First off, we can't repeat the mistake we made in 2009-13, which is have stimulus without output and jobs. If we have a jobless, outputless consumption, three, four years down the road, we're going to face the same set of problems and we're going to repeat history. So that's the first risk. Real economy has to follow through with jobs and output. Good things are happening, labor reforms, PLI, etc. Uh, and we have to see and track how how that pans out. Second thing, you know, again what Rocky mentioned, um, bad bank, you know, you'll find 20,000 people who will criticize it. Um, this new DFI, lots of people will wring their hands. Uh, execution is going to be key. A bad bank, I think, can be a fantastic idea if executed well. Uh, again, the devil lies in the details and on execution. So the way I'm going to track this Mitali going forward, I, I, I would give very high marks. I, I'm no industry guy. So I, I can, as, a, as an academic, I can give whatever marks I want, but I would give very marks to, high marks to this budget, but now up ha, for the real sector, they have to take, take over and um, I'm going to track things like, um, you know, how core inflation. How uh, IIP and domestic output, how employment, which is not looking good at all, that has to kind of pick up as well, and imports. You know, if you're importing stuff at this point in time and demand and consumption is going through, it's bad news for us going forward. So I want to drag these four things, but full marks to the budget, I couldn't have asked for more.
2: I hope your students are listening about the, the bit about generous marking, Anant. <laughs> In the meanwhile, the stock market is set for, I think, the biggest budget day gain since 2001. So big rally here underway, especially for the banks, as we've been saying, 6% uh, rally over there. Rashish, you know, coming on that point that Anant was making about employment, though, and, you know, you steered the ship at FICI and there were many recommendations, both from Fiki and CII, to look at some kind of, urban employment scheme and perhaps to do a little bit more on narega i didn't hear anything in terms of uh, details on additional spending for narega and of course there was no outline of an urban employment scheme how do you think that end of the problem will resolve itself because clearly that is a large problem at this point
3: absolutely i think uh, you know there is only so much the government can do that uh, directly for employment a lot of the employment creation will happen through indirect policies of the government I think on that, the textile park idea is very good because textile is a very employment intensive industry and we have lost, uh, you know, globally, we have lost ground on textiles. So we need to gain it back. So I hope that becomes another starting point where we make a U-turn on increasing our market share on textiles and hence create a lot of jobs. I think the other is housing is going to get a strong Philip, MSM is going to get Philip. These are the three or four large employment creations outside of farming. If you see c- construction, uh, uh, you know, housing, textiles, MSMEs, all these are big creators of jobs. And I think the indirect uh, impact on jobs may be much stronger. And again, along with jobs, we also need to make sure that the wages are adequate. In fact, in a lot of places, including on the, on the NREGA, the problem is not job. It is the wages. If the wages are inadequate, it will not lead to consumption and you know prosperity after that. So we need to make sure that the jobs are well-paying. They are long-term sustainable. They are not you know temporary contract jobs, which have a lot of instability inbuilt in those. And those are the kind of jobs we need to create. And that and those can be created, I think, via housing, via uh, obviously manufacturing, uh, you know, via retail, uh, textiles, as well as through MSMEs. And uh, that focus is there again as i think it's a great budget it's a great plan uh, a lot will depend on the execution but i think as of now at least the starting point is very encouraging that we have got this the plan out of the way but always after the plan comes execution and execution is both government as well as the economy and the private sector will have to execute
2: The the smaller details, just uh, the basic details, right? (laughs) Nothing to sweat over. Uh, (laughs) Ravi, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, for a second about global perception here, because that was the big takeaway for us the moment she finished with her budget speech, which was that it looked. Like for the first time in many years, the finance minister had chosen to just make a clean breast of it and come out clean in terms of core numbers. Both what she said the fiscal deficit would end up at and what she guided to. Uh, Do you think that's important in terms of global perception as well? To be seen as being more transparent now with the situation as it stands?
0: No, I think absolutely, be it global or domestic, uh, I think the uh, clarity and the glide path is always welcome. Uh, For instance... Uh, I think the numbers uh, show back to the FRBM target. And she didn't even mention 3.5. I think she said lower than 4 or 4.5 is going to be targeted by 25, 26. So it's very clear that the plan is to have an expansionary budget, not just in this year, but going on till the next four years or so, uh, which is a positive. So you know that uh, that's that's the game plan, uh, which is there in place. Uh, Second... The biggest uh, hindrance irritant for everyone, particularly foreign entities, is what happens in the tax regime. And this three year and uh, revision from six years is a big positive and uh, will be definitely be very welcomed. Third, I think I haven't seen the fine print, uh, but some of the sectoral numbers which are put in uh, will become uh, very important. Sunita mentioned on the healthcare and the numbers that we can look at. But closer to our own industry in in the fund management business, uh, Gift City has come up in the last few years. Uh, Significant tax concessions have been given. And genuinely, there is an opportunity of creating a hub of excellence in terms of fund management out of India, uh, which today we have exported over the last 25, 30 years. We exported it to all the various financial capitals in the world. may not be the most labor-intensive in terms of number of people, are definitely a much higher uh, skill set, which we would like to come back. Uh, These are representations which we've been making to the government in terms of uh, some of the tax changes which we are expecting. It may be in the fine print. I haven't seen it. I hope it's there. Uh, But there are avenues of certainty which will come in because let's take fund management, for instance. Uh, We cannot have a situation where we bring something into India, establish funds and tomorrow some tax law changes uh you can forget it then you know it's gone forever so demonstration of that certainty and over tenor of policy I I think is important and that's another tick mark that this budget is definitely uh, provided be it both the fiscal or the monetary side in terms of what we can expect